Eyes up, Guardians. We are live for episode 133 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Today is Thursday, October the 5th, and I am the Destiny Bad Boy. Here with my fire team, who all of you CCBs know by now. Jared? Everyone, we got Exotic purchasing that the prices are going down with this tough economic market going on. And then we got some sandbox changes. And the Chronicler himself, Chad Ocero. Uh, well, since we finished up a lore book this last Tuesday, we're going to start going through one, so be ready. And don't forget, if you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch, thank you. But you can take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, click the bell, turn on notifications, yada, yada, yada. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Send us Bungie friend requests so we can play games together. Uh, get in the Discord server. Uh, I see a lot of Destiny in our near future kind of wrapping up a few of the seasonal things, chasing some red borders. And a lot of times we're one or two short, and you could be a part of that. Uh, we do have a lot to discuss from the twid, kind of. Uh, but before we get into that, let's listen to the intro music, who is brought to us from everybody's favorite link, who you can find on Twitter at Link of Time G. To Conquer's Corner, a Destiny podcast. Wow, Link. Awesome job. Thank you. Jared? Hi, uh, this week. So I'll kick it off with Rahul and uh and the price is right. So um what is this? This is probably the third season now of exotic focusing with Rahul. And it started out kind of pricey. You know, you got Exotic Cypher, Exotic Ingram, and then you got to use an Ascendant Shard. Mm -hmm. And then if you focus specifically, you have to use three Ascendant Shards. So that price, uh, depending on the type of player that you are, can either be like, ah, that's not really much to me, or like, wow, that's a whole lot just to focus for one Exotic that has a chance to have a terrible stat roll. Um, that imbalance kind of led to... Bungie not really liking to where the time invested needed to focus and an exotic. And um, they, they kind of called out the people that maybe only play for a few hours a week and, and don't really bank up those ascendant shards. Like, if you're not really like grinding out grandmasters, like, I mean, what's the other places players are really getting them from? And that's mainly like maybe like a vendor rank up or in the season pass. So, uh, they're bringing down the cost of those. So tier one, so that's just like focusing per season that the exotic came out. That's going to be 30,000 glimmer and 10 enhancement prisms. And then tier two is going to be focusing on a specific exotic. That's going to be 60,000 glimmer and two ascendant shards. So basically ascendant shard less than what it, what it shipped as. Overall, it's probably a, a better price um, that I see. I wish it was you would have an option instead of like two ascendant shards to do 20 enhancement prisms instead because like I have so many enhancement prisms like I never get rid of those 
it costs like what, like fifty thousand glimmer to take ten enhancement prisms up to ascendant shard. Um, which is there's like a different like equivalence that they could trade those out for. All right. Um, whenever, whenever I read that, I thought they're. I thought they thought people would get ascendant shards a lot more than they do. Like whenever I read through that, I was like, man, what are these guys like smoking? The only thing that I ever get ascendant shards from are grandmasters, or at the very end of the season, whenever I rank up a like max out a vendor, like mm-hmm. rank seven sixteen or seventeen or whatever, and then <clears throat> the ones that come from the season pass. Other than that, I'm not. I'm not touching Ascendant Shards. Like, I don't ever get them to drop from, like, the legendary activities. I see other people get them, but I don't I don't hardly ever see them. Yeah, those small changes around. You know, like, if you do an Iron Banner reset when Iron Banner's there, you're going to get an Ascendant Shard. Um, by that time, you're also probably going to reset Shacks too. you get another Ascendant Shard that way. So if you're, you know, if you're going to the Lighthouse... And and trials, you're you know you're getting tons of them that way. Those for those false few select of players. Um, yeah, and like the season pass, like the season pass is a is a pretty easy way for people to get what like six ascendant shards a season. So yeah, I think it's tough on new players because like you see like fully crafted armor, like fully maxed out, and they see the price that goes into that. And you're like, well, I could masterwork two, you know, two armor pieces, or spend that cinder shard, two cinder shards, to try to focus for one exotic. It's it's just too high at that point to take the chance on the terrible stat wall. All right, uh, mid-season armor and weapons preview. So here in a few weeks, we'll be like halfway through the season. I imagine this is probably going live whenever season of, uh, the Festival of the Lost starts. So I imagine this is going to go live at that same time. Um, Atelier's words have been, you know, back to the top exotic being used in PvP. Um, and they were reflecting a lot of damage, improving slides and stuff like that. So they're going to take, they're going to tone those down. So we're Reflective now requires a full class ability to deploy. Following a deactivation of the reflection, your class ability energy is drained proportional to the amount of damage you reflected. So if you reflect more damage, more of your class ability got drained. And then it no longer improves slide. So, um... I... I don't quite agree with no longer improved slide because I think that's an okay passive buff for exotics especially with something that now it's going to take forever to recharge uh, for a titan depending on their barricade that they choose but whenever something's up, up top for too long in PvP they always bring it down way farther than it actually needs to be uh, Young Arhamkara Spines that Hunter Exotic. Uh, reduce the trip mine grenade bonus he- health from seventy, from ten, from one hundred to seventy, and then remove the bonus damage uh, resistance by fifty percent. And then grenade energy is now provided on ability kills instead of damage with ability. So this is going to bring down the uptime of it in PvP and PVE, make it and make it less potent. 
Um, I don't know. These were starting to catch on pretty strong at the at the limited amount of I played PvP this season, and uh, the people that really know how to stick them on walls and get those uh, grenade kills. You just feel like every person who's going every time you went up against that person, they were finishing off with a grenade on the wall. But that's the only two exotics are changing, which kind of seems pretty light to me at this midseason. Um, maybe they're really just gearing up for next season and making a big tuning pass on some exotics. Um, we can we can hope for and see what what they call out for in the future balances here. Now weapons. Did you did yeah. you think it was weird there were no warlock exotics that were mentioned? I mean, I mean, they've got to be perfectly balanced, right? Yeah, they're exactly right. where they need to be. That's exactly what I'm saying. Please don't bother anything. <laughs> Warlocks have been overpowered since Forsaken. Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I try not to. I mean, not that the dozens of people that we speak to, like, we're going to affect anything. But, yeah. dude, like, what are they doing? Like, there's dozens. They never now? get. <laughs> yeah. Well,. But not Baker's dozens, just regular dozens. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> but I don't know. I saw that, and everybody always complains about warlocks, but yet they never get touched in most, most of these things. Like, I guess uh, Starfire and Phoenix Protocol are really the only things that have ever been hit the, super hard. The Skull of Arm Car. The Geomag. Geomags. Geomags yeah. a little. All right, um, we'll get into some weapon weapon changes here. Um, not too happy with them, to be honest. Uh, SMGs, uh, they're kind of outperforming, I guess, uh, right now. So they're going to do another nerf to recoil and stability. Uh, I think this is like the fourth time around. Just what everybody wanted to read and hear. So they increased the recoil globally by 10%. And then they reduce the mouse and keyboard stability bonus from 20% to 10%. Nobody wants this. Nobody wanted this, Bungie. But yeah, here we are. Because there's Johnny Two Sticks are just complaining about going against people with mouse and keyboard. But yet they get the snipe people through walls because bullet bend and everything. So good. Good for them. Right there. Uh, Auto rifles, there's going quite a bit of changes to all the auto rifle archetypes here. So the rapid fire frame fall off scaler is going from 1.7 down to 1.6. Um, adaptives are also getting that same nerf. Uh, just auto rifles across the board, they are all going from 1.7 to 1.6. Um, but adaptives, they increase the base damage from 14.25 to 15. And they decreased the crit hit multiplier from 1.6 to 1.55. Such that crit damage is going from 22.8 to 23.3 now. So just small tuning here or there. What this is going to do is just like some of the times, maybe if you got to get seven headshots, now you got to get six and the other ones being on body. So just making that time to kill floor come up a bit. Hey, can uh, I? Yeah, I got maybe a little controversial thing here. Why 
I don't understand. This is the where I'm at with Destiny right now. Yeah. Like, most of these changes are, like, for PvP purposes. And you have, I feel like you have one team, like the weapons team, that are, like, super hyper tuned in, focused, tuning, like, making, like, the 0.1% changes, like, or literally 0.05 <clears throat> changes, you know, from 1.6 to 1.5, like, tinkering this down just a little, then tinkering up the damage just a little. But but why? Like, there's no, like, game modes, like, maps. I feel like you got one team that's trying real hard and yeah, nobody else gives a shit. It's kind of <laughs> the way that it feels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense yeah. at all? Yeah, I I hear you a bit. So you thinking that this weapons team and how they're tuning these weapons are putting way more time and effort in than the maps team, than the um, game types team, is is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if every like team took as much uh crap like uh honor not honor um took their job like did as much as this team does imagine what kind of game we'd be playing right now and i don't think it's necessarily the team's fault i think it's like the people that have the vision at the top that are like moving and shifting and but i just don't understand why we're worried about a critical hit multiplier going from 1.6 to 1.55 and upping the critical damage whenever, you know, we could use mm-hmm. some maps and like, it just seems like kind of stupid to do this. Well, I think the the simple answer for me is just like, it's way easier to change these numbers than we probably think it is. Than it is compared to like making a game type and making a map. I, I am sure it's a lot easier to tune that, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we're just like, uh, have you ever been in a shower that's not your shower? Like say you're at a hotel and you're just like, can't quite find the right temperature in, in the water, in the shower. And you're just kind of mm-hmm. like try, going more towards hot and it's too hot and more towards. And I feel like that's what this team does. They're just constantly trying to find that perfect water temperature. Mm. And everybody else is either like they're already out of the shower and dried off and got their underwear on. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. They completed the task and moved on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of moving on, we'll move on to Paul's rifles and, um, they they're in an okay place as of right now. So increased damage fall off range at zero stat by one meter, and then aggressive pulse rifles have increased the ADS damage fall off scaler to one point eight. Um, there's two graphs there showing damage fall off multipliers and the the ranges at um, base range. Um to max range for each weapon archetype if you want to look through it. Um, things that stick out to me is base hand cannon, so that's your 180s and 140s. Max range would get you the 37 and a half. Aggressive hand cannons are up to 40 and a half. And then SMG's max is at 23.5. Uh, 
and then auto wipes and polish blockers were maxing out at high 30s. Uh, fusion rifles uh, globally reduce the minimum damage that fusion rifles can deal after damage fall off from 50% to 45%. Uh, do you think, I mean, this is a nerf in PVE, right? Because when, when is it ever coming to play where you're so far out of range in PVP where you're, like those bolts are still constricted enough to make the kill? If you play with only fusions, you kind of put yourself in those situations on purpose because it is, it is kind of oppressive if, if you can, if you can do it consistently and it's hilarious. Um, cause it's, it's just a shotgun with extra range and it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, the fact that for, for me, the, just the simple fact that this didn't say PVP annoyed me because I'm like, why do this in PV? Who cares? Who cares if you're if you're ranging a knight? <laughs> Nobody cares. Like it's it's not a bother. But I mean, that five percent drop means one extra bolt, I think, depending. But uh, the 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 fusions that I use to range are the heavy, the high impacts. So those are the ones that get all the way out there. Ryan's eating crayons again on stream, um, and. It's 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 gonna be one where I'm gonna have to re-feel out that range. It's people I might have to let people get one meter closer than I'm used to, which is gonna be weird. I don't play PvP enough to get used to that change again. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not the only thing that's gonna change for fusion rifles coming up here. We'll get to that in a minute. Now snipers, um, they're gonna buff them up a little bit here. So they decreased the airborne accuracy penalty by 20%. Sniper rifles are now as accurate at base as they were pre-airborne effectiveness with Icarus uh, equipped. So uh, I love jump snipes. Anything in the game that you can make jump snipes better, um, I'm glad that they're doing that. Now, here's some nerfs, though. Aggressive sniper rifles, they decreased the body shot damage from 157 and a half to 135 and then they increase the hit the hit multiplier from 3 to 3.5 so that's to combat doing so it's going to do less damage on a body shot now but crit is going to do more damage but at least like about to where it was before adaptive snipers they increase they decrease the body shot damage from 131 to 119 and then they increase the crit multiplier from 2.95 to 3.25. Rapid fire frames. They got they buffed the body shot damage here. No, never mind. Sorry. They decreased it again. They decreased it from 90 to 85. And then the multiplier for crits goes from 3.25 to 3.45. Um, again, this is another thing that Fox just said. Like they're just just barely turning the tuning knob. And not really giving anything too big of a buff or too big of a nerf when it comes to these weapons. Um, shotguns, they decrease the airborne accuracy penalty for precision frame shot, slug shotguns by 20%. Again, so they're going to feel as good as they did with uh, Icarus Grip before AE started. And then they decrease the airborne pellet spread penalty on pellet shotguns by 20%. So that pellet's 
It's going to be um, hitting a little bit more often now in the air. Uh, Perks Perfect Float. Uh, I feel like this was dead on arrival when it when it came here. It showed up. So uh, they increased the base duration from 6 to 10 seconds, and then they uh, increased the extended duration from 7 to 12 seconds. So once you get this procced, it can keep it procced for longer, and then it's easier to reproc. The, the last perk here, Kickstart, they reduced damage bonus from 20% to 15%. So I th I've only seen that on fusion rifles and um, another nerf there. Checkmate, they're going to be changing. Uh, two, two changes coming. to The winning score now is going to be up to 125 from 100. And they are decreasing the frequency of heavy ammo spawns from 90 seconds to 180 seconds. So now those laning Larrys have even less reason to move out of their lane. With a scout across. Thanks, Dado. Thanks, Dado. I can always tell when Dado puts out a video because there's a guy in our clan that joins our games and then parrots everything Dado said, which makes me laugh. But the 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 thing that makes me laugh there is it, it's not me. No, 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 no. It's nobody on this podcast. Uh, I, I, I'm like, I'm like, you're no, I, I don't do that. No, I don't. Like, no. I was about to get mad for no, no. reason, <laughs> but uh, no. The the one of the reasons I liked Checkmate is because it was fast. I'm like these games are nice. They get you they get you hot blooded in there for a minute, and then you're out. I'm like okay, that's not bad. These are good quick games when you want to get in and, and just dip your t PvP toes in and and remember why you don't do it and get out. Um, but making it an extra like that's that's increasing it uh 1.25 times so by 25 yeah. percent. Yeah, like that's. That's adding an extra two minutes to a game, like two three minutes. I'm like, man, the games are already fine. Yeah. Don't don't well, don't make long it, like whatever. If it was like their other tuning, they would have taken it to 102 instead of 100. <laughs> so. No, it's 102.3. <laughs> All right. Um, it's season 23 and beyond. There's going to be a host of PVE tuning changes. So this will increase the base PVE damage for Glaive projectiles and sniper rifles. Increase damage against minor combatants for pulse rifles and auto rifles. And then greatly increase damage against champions for Vision Zero and Vex Mythoclass. And those class-specific Glaives are going to get another rework to make them more fun to use. And maybe actually worth the exotic slot. Uh, before we close out this twid, they added more uh, cutscenes to the archive. So um, on Destiny's Destiny 2 YouTube page, there's a lot more cutscenes you can go back and watch. There you have it. That's the twid. Yay, twid! Uh, I shouldn't have been. So, I shouldn't have been so negative. <clears throat> I apologize. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, you spoke from the heart. Sometimes, matters. sometimes it feels. Sometimes it feels like he has a loud what, heart. What are we do it. What are we doing here? <laughs> What'd you just say? Well, he said you speak from the heart. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's loud. What did you say? <laughs> it's a loud. Oh, heart. I thought you said. I thought you said I had a <laughs> no. lot of heart. I thought you made no, a fat joke. I didn't say that either. That's no, what I was. Cool. No. Plus, that's not even heart. That's just that's extra tissue. That's not heart. 
That's cardiac muscle, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coaches love me. I got all kinds of heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I believe that takes us to uh, three likes and dislikes. Uh, I'm going to start. Uh, I liked the story mission. Uh, I, I I watched the cutscene and I was like, oh, and then I texted in the group chat because I'll be honest with you, didn't exactly know what it meant <laughs> whenever uh, the one thing happens. And I was like, oh, my God, did they just like completely kill what everybody thought was going to happen in the next thing because i didn't know like if all right so we're just going to do spoilers spoilers right here whenever whenever we do this like uh you can come back so uh spoilers in three two one whenever she cut sabatoon's throat i thought that Mm -hmm. was i thought she was done and i thought that would have been i would have been so proud and i thought that would have been a ballsy move for them to do that in like a season three like the third season uh just drop it in there and because you know everybody's thinking oh she's going to come back for the you know the 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 final expansion and and all that but had they had the balls to kill her and kill her ghost amaru or whatever had they had the balls to do that that would have been the most impressive thing they've ever done storytelling wise, in my opinion. Yeah. And like, um, whatever, like Eris took that and killed her. And I was like, she gets to absorb all the power. And I was like, Oh, she's going to be like grow fat with what what was Callus's line? Fat from strength. Yeah. With strength or whatever. I thought like Eris. Yeah. I thought Eris was going to like grow like two or three, times like bigger whenever she like did that but yeah but that was awesome though i mean they did i understand why they couldn't like they put a lot of character building and all that into her but that would have been that would have been the most shocking the only thing that would have been more shocking was if the forsaken advertisements wouldn't have told you Cade was dying and then Cade died like that would have been the only thing. It happened in the beginning, dude. You know how many more people would be <laughs> invested in that that story? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was. Uh, I thought that this this season's been fairly strong. I would say. I mean, it's it's not been my favorite. I'm not a huge hype hype person, but um, but fa- a fairly strong season. Like as far as like activities, uh, we got a raid. Story's been good. Uh, I think the weapons have all been kind of hot garbage, but I'm probably the only one that thinks that. So, but just uh, is a, a pretty good, pretty good wrap. And they didn't make us wait until like two weeks before the season was over to see it. We went ahead and did it and got it done. All right, my like is going to be. I was running the spire uh, this week. Um, Spyro summoning, right? Uh, and I don't have all the cards collected, mainly because I don't care. Uh, however, somebody threw a pulse nade at a ledge. At <coughs> Sorry. That I'd never been to before. And I jumped up there, and there was one of the cards. So I was like, 
Well, good for him. Thanks for that person, that random guardian, to th throw that grenade on the ledge. And if <laughs> if I would run with you, I would have gotten you all that nonsense. Um, yeah, there's that one random one when you jump into the final portal to go up. And it's like literally you jump on a plat and then you turn all the way around. And there's a there's a little alcove there you can go into. Um, my like, since Ryan took half of it, and I'm going to talk about the other half again, so there's going to be another spoiler sign here in a second, um, is that I'm done collecting cards. I'm done with cards. I'm done with Tabithun Spire. I'm done with Altars of Summoning. I don't need to do any of that nonsense unless it's a seasonal challenge, I guess, if I want to do something else. Um, help me or yeah sure yeah but that see that's more of a fun time this is like just that's that's just some dudes hanging out versus me having this to grind something out putting on the hard um, hat and having to get in there and grind <laughs> yeah um but yeah no there's the, there's just one card left and it's from the final week um we're guessing it's a the navigator card for a maru engine um but uh, we're not sure, so we'll find out where, where, and what it is. But we're pretty sure because, based on the 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 three hive, well, the previous three hive gods, I guess. Um, now my dislike for the week, even though it's so spoilers again, um, is that based on the lore that happened, the the Savathun going down, um, watching Eris banish um, Zivu from her own throne world, um, a lot of lore that happened just after that cutscene, literally like moments after that cutscene happened in a lore book and not in that cutscene. I'm like, they could have made that cutscene 15 seconds longer and added this, this whole part. You had to go do some stuff and then go listen to the radio broadcast where Cora's like, Oh yeah, by the way, we have, um, Savathun's awake again because we let her get rezzed. We have Amaru. Like he's he's in he's he's in our custody for now because uh she wanted to have some kind of like collateral. And I'm like, dude, what? And then I'm going through the lore and I'm like, bro, that's that's so important. Why didn't you put it in the cutscene? Because in the cutscene, it's literally within that same moment is when Savathun tells Amaru to stick with us for now. And it's like, bro, we need to know that. People zone out during the the radio broadcast because they're you, you've already there's seven weeks that you've trained them to stop listening to it. So nobody listens. Don't don't do that. If it's important, put it in the cutscene. They'll watch that. Now that they're making them one twenty. I couldn't tell if this one was 120 frames or 30. I, I wasn't paying attention. It's 30. But uh, it 30. 30, yeah. It was only the Crota's End one. Dang it. Um, but yeah, no, like th it's so important. And we'll talk about it once I get to that lore book. But I'm annoyed by it. I'm annoyed because it was literally the exact same moment and it was cut to be put into a lore book. Do you, uh, pro tip, if you hit escape, during all those, it'll pull all it up in text form and I can read it and comprehend it faster than I can listen to it. Uh, but I also saw that Chad and do you think I had the same thought? Do you think it's because they didn't, they weren't able to get like the voice acting or something maybe like for 
uh, for Savvy. I mean, to be they got to... Savvy to say honey, and I had to watch it back again on my other character and record it so I could use it as a ringtone because I enjoyed it very much. Um, old sassy Sav. But, uh, like, bro, you already had the act. Like, there's no voice actors that are added to that cutscene besides the ones that are already there except our guardian who says two words and it's like that's the only voice actor or actress that you would need to add that's it everyone else was already in the recording booth doing the cutscene so you could have just paid generic guardian a and b to record two words and then leave Well, I think the simple answer here, Chad, is is that they didn't want to step on the toes for next season's dialogue. So, mm. our guardians on the rest. Yeah, and this season is, um, or this year is a filler year. So it's also like this is not meant to be that drawn out of a of a year. It's supposed to be just connected dots that should have been connected over a year span, not two years. All right. Um, my dislike for the week. I um, completed like a, a Sabbath to inspire, and I didn't pay attention to the drops that I got. And then I went to uh, the helm and claimed some bonuses from the cards. And I was like, oh, your next weapon you purchase is going to be a red border. And I purchased a scout rifle. And then I went because it was only the last weapon that I needed for for it to be done. And then when I went to go look at my postmaster, I also had a red border there, so I wasted a red oh, border focus on the scout So <laughs> that sucks. I well, if it helps you, I already had all my red borders done, and then I unlocked that one this week too. And I'm like, well, cool. <laughs> That's great. Dude, I am, I think I've counted, I only have two of those weapons done. I have two at four out of five, one at three out of five, and the other one's at one out of five. I am six red borders away. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to get it done before the season's over. I have no idea. It's going to be quick. I might have to do Legendary Spire every week to get the guaranteed one in order to get this done. Chad, I do have a question. Yes. Um, on the cards. I'm going to have to throw up the... Oh, okay. Hands. Cards. Okay. Oh, hold on. Do, do We throw up our... Everybody can come back. You can come back now. We're oh, all good. Okay. So, whenever it comes to the the cards, or can yeah. I go get every single one I don't have right now, or do they have to rotate through the, the spire? Yeah. It's just like the seasonal, the the weekly content where if you're if you're coming in late, you can just catch up to all of it. So all of them, they're open. The ones, um, the ones that are in the spire, all eight or nine of them now, they're always there, and all five of the ones in the altars are always there. So you can access them at any those, time. <clears throat> those must so be, like if so we if we go into altars, in altars and- later. I can literally, I can run the both of you to all the different cards and we can just pick them up and get out. Um, and same thing with Spire. I can show you where every single card is in Spire 
and then that's it. I had a hero in my legendary Spire Eye LFG Tuesday, and I was like, hey, if anybody wants to show me where they are, I wouldn't be mad about it. And some dude just shot where they all were. So shout out to that guy. Uh, my dislike, uh, I guess just the third season of the year, slow down. Uh, I don't want to say burnout, but this is this is the time to play some other games. Don't... Uh, don't let Destiny get you mad or upset. Just move on. Pop in once or twice a week and and keep it moving because Destiny will be back. You can always count on that. All right. That takes us to Gambling Corner. Fox, what's going on this week? Uh, this week's the same as last week. Uh, none of us have played together. <laughs> Uh, we we're sucking right now and, uh, you can tweet us at destiny CC pod and curse us out or make fun of us. If you say something funny, I'll probably read it next week on gambling corner. If you just really burn us good. Um, so that's one way to handle it. But, uh, one day soon, it's almost time. All those grandmasters are about ready to unlock and there's going to be, it's going to be a fun two, two or three evenings. So I'm looking forward to that very, very much. And we still got to do a master raid. We got to do some raid challenges. We got to get our raid red borders. So we got stuff to do, but kind of letting it stack, being honest with you. Because I'd rather play for four or five nights as opposed to play for like two hours a week with everybody. So it's kind of where we are right now. Uh, sorry that we suck. But I believe that takes us on to the lore section. Boy. So this week, like I said, uh, we're going to be talking about one of the completed lore books, Book Sororicide. Uh, book Sororicide is definitely interesting because it's it's going to be going into um, Eris's Book of Sorrow. So she's making her own Book of Sorrow since she is a hive god. Uh, there's 12 chapters. They're all based off of each one being one of the cards, and we unlocked all the cards this Tuesday, uh, or at least most of us did, um, that either listen to this podcast or just play religiously like we do. Um, so we're going to start off, and they they give the name of the person whose perspective it's in right at the beginning of the chapter. So we're going to start off, book one, Eris Morn, Prolega Menon. Verse 8-1, The Sisters. Thoughts calcify into actions, and actions calcify into being. Such is the ontology of hive magic. Such is the deck of whispers that has unfolded beneath my hands. These cards are curious objects, esoterica, manifested by my power and the Guardian's tides. They have taken on our forms, myself, Savathun, and Zivu Arath. Our loves and fears, our memories, our desires. Contemplate me. Contemplate the hive. These cards unsettle me. I do not wish to be unveiled so, but perhaps that is the consequence of my transformation. I am seen as I am, beneath my bandage, beneath my skin. So too are Zivu Aroth and Savathun unveiled. Through these cards we have found ourselves connected. Dear devoted sisters and I, Incohate, but for the eyes I have stolen. 
I have deciphered the meanings of the cards, drawn from the shapes of their reference. The whispers ask for reflection and meditation, speaking of the paths we have taken and who we have come to be. And so my utterings, alongside those of the two surviving sisters, have taken the form of a new book of sorrow, a bound collection of verses sung by their gods and delivered by their brood as scripture. Now I deliver it to my brood. Now I number among their gods. Ayat. Chapter 2. Savathun, Imago, Unfurl. Verse 8. 2. The Witch. We were the last surviving siblings. That's what this has always been about for Zivu Ara. She wanted us all to survive. She would throw everything she could at us so we could learn to survive. Didn't quite work, did it? My brother's greatest acts of navigation were his metamorphoses. That was his tactic. He would change everything about himself so that he could survive this universe. Meanwhile, my sister cuts the universe apart, makes it as sharp as she, until all that is left is her love. I'm a little bit of both. No need to choose. I don't have my brother's fear or my sister's vanity. Even in his infinite adaptability, Oryx could not withstand the Guardians. So Zivo Roth wants to prove she can, by being as rigid and unyielding as she always has been. No need to fix what isn't broken. Overwhelming forces, tactics, and intimidation. We are who we are, and we chose our morphs carefully. I wanted life. Zivu wanted vengeance and dominion. Oryx wanted to venture out, deep in thought, and feed on the delicacies of truth. Well, he got what he wanted. Now Oryx knows death more intimately than any of us. No bringing him back. Poor Zivu's distraught. With all that war and ruin to hide behind, she thinks she doesn't show it. Deep down, she believes Oryx must have survived through their logic. She believes he'll be conjured back, just like he conjured us. That was a long time ago. We've moved past that. Despite everything to come, I will live on. With and without them. Should I say that I miss my siblings? That I miss the times when the threats of death and short lifespan were still with us? When we piloted our needle, when we dove and became what we became? No. Zivu is the sentimental one. We are not who we were. Who we were no longer exists. I sound like my brother. Chapter 3. Zivu Aroth. Battle Song. Verse 8. 3. The Adherent. What I am. Uttered by Zivu Aroth. God of many shapes. I am the god of silence. I slit a hundred million wailing throats. I watch as their blood scatters like precious stones. Their screams turn to sighs. Their sighs turn to silence. I stand among the dead and listen to this absence of sound. I am the god of logic. I shiver in delight to speak the truth because speaking the truth is good. I speak my brother's words. He cut from the worm god Akka's throat. I am the god of life. I pair dead things from truce, and in this I find life that cannot be extinguished. I hold that life, nurture it by testing it against myself, by removing the weaknesses that bring death. In this I embrace life and all its strength. I am the god of love. Any life that can withstand me will be with me at the final shape. There we will stand together. That life will know me, and I will know it paired to our true shapes, seeing each other for what we are. 
I am the God of all that exists. I have endured while others have not. I am the last surviving sibling. I will stand at the final shape and be the end. I will maintain my existence when nothing else has. I will stand alone. Chapter 4. Eris Morn. Evocative Desire. Verse 8. 4. The Harbinger. My vile transformation is complete. What was foretold, what was feared, is now true. Eris Morn has given in to the hive's endless hunger. She has taken up the mantle of a hive queen and leads vast armies of acolytes into war. Inevitable? Admittable. Who else but her? What else but this? Ikora believes my transformation was not necessary. It was. I hear whispers. But when I do not, they have been with me since the Hellmouth. This is what I am. It cannot be refuted or denied. This is the shape I have chosen for myself. My morph, the Harbinger. Ikora believes I will martyr myself. But what martyr walks out towards oblivion with a knife in hand? I will not go so serenely. In my morph I am unafraid. In my morph I wield fear, that earliest of fears, fears of devourment. Since we ourselves were prey, we have felt terror at the gaping maw, at the hunger gazing at us with delight. I have stared that hunger in the face. I have endured it for too long. Now I will be the predator. I will devour. I will instill that first fear. I hunger, but that hunger has always strained against the limitations of my lightless body. But here, in the Witch Queen's endless hypogeum, that hunger has bloomed. This part of me has erupted from my body as from the earth, like one from the obscene carnivorous corpse flower's dark cores, swallowing sunlight, plush petals open to death. Ridiculous. Who would compare hunger to a flower? I do not wait passively for my prey. No, no, it is a worm. A worm I have desperate urge to feed. It can be nothing else. It's, I think this is going to be the first um, book of shadow that's written from multiple perspectives. And I think Savathun understands this and realizes this because she says, I a lot. And she talks to the reader. Um, so I think she knows that this this book is being written, um, and it, it's it's so it's got the the high the Savathun, Zivu, and Eris Morn, the God of Vengeance, within it. Uh, this this book is long; it's twelve. I'm gonna be reading them in in three different sections of fours, but uh, definitely excited to get it more into it and uh, get get Eris to be a, a, hopefully a little more crazy. I want her to I want her to go down the hive rabbit hole a little bit more in this book. Dude, I felt like um at the end like Eris is like after she did all this, she's like Thanos and she just goes to that planet to be by himself and she's just like I'm just ready just to chill out and have tea. Like I did everything I wanted to be. I became a hive god. You know, I'd slay I slayed one hive god and banish the other one from its like its internal home so like it's really like done the impossible yeah she might uh, she might actually take Jermaine out for ramen after what you call him 
Don't you talk about him like that? <laughs> oh, my apologies. So, all right, that the end of the war. Yeah. Yep. Because I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna throw a not Ryan Fox, uh, mailbag hot take. Oh, mailbag okay. question in here. Gotcha. Are so during the the expansion that we just had a lightfall. We had Osiris throwing the strand around between his fingers and things. Is is that going to pay off at any point? Um, I'm I'm willing to bet it'll get involved next season because we haven't seen him since. Literally, the campaign of Lifefall was it, and then after that, he says he's going to go take some time and work on Strand. And then we get him on comms uh, in the containment. Um, the next season in Season of the Deep, we get him on comms talking about uh, Strand and talking about uh, that whole series, 13-week series of stuff that happens in that that uh, that room on the computer. Um, yeah. But it's not, it's important, but it's not about Strand. So I think he he's going to come back as as a player um, and bringing strand perspectives into it because he's he's basically had most of a year to to work on strand on his own um so i think he'll be involved in in uh in how we get into the portal by using strand because strand is strongest near the um i'm forgetting its name the veil uh so i think and since the veil's the one that opened up that portal into the traveler. I think he's going to be able to use strand to help connect some things to be able to make us go through because as Savathun said in the lore and Ikora said it, Savathun already told us we have the solution. We know how to do it. We just need to figure it out. So we have all the tools to make this thing go, but we need to figure out what it is to make it go. I bet I bet we get inside I bet we get inside there at some point in the next expansion. Um I think Osiris is not gonna be mentioned again with that strand stuff. I think it was initially they was going to have him be like the strand like ambassador or something like that, but they ran out of time. But that was just sitting there for a little bit. So Chad, I have another question. So at the end of the Taken King, um, we're going way back. The very end, after you you kill Regicide, you kill Oryx. There's like mm-hmm. a five second, maybe ten second scene of like Eris going up, and does she pick up his the hilt of a sword or something? As she picks up, and it kind of pans on her, and then, um, that's like the last scene that you see from that expansion. Like, what was the significance of that? The sword? Well, she's picking something up to be able to make Oryx into a, into the weapon. Because she's the one that we use to make Touch of Malice. She makes Touch of Malice for us. Okay. So she picks up, I think, the first calcified fragment. And then she uses it as a blueprint to make the, the, the Touch of Malice. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So that brings us to the mailbag, which is probably my, other than the gambling corner, 
This is probably my favorite segment of the podcast each week. So this is where we take uh, questions that are DM to us uh, on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now, or sometimes people type them into the chat and we will read them from there. Uh, the first question this week, do we see Savathun again before the final shape? Hmm. That's definitely tricky. I was thinking so. Um, I was thinking initially that she we're gonna wake her up at the end of this this season, and then she's gonna be a player in the next season to help us find a way to do it. But she literally woke up, said, uh, "You guys can do it yourself," and then just left. So I'm like, "Well, that ruins that idea." Um, so she might like talk like by proxy through Amaru might like hop on comms every now and again to be like, Hey, you guys are doing this wrong. And then leave, you know, like, like the prankster she is or just like, like, well, it'll be some like Zavala's talking to us and Ikora's trying to do something. And then she'll just hop in and be like, are you sure that's the right way? And then just leaves comms and everyone's like, what, what? But, but I don't, I don't think she's going to be a major player. Uh, next season unfortunately because she's great i don't think we hear from again until like a while after final shape like it's she's gonna have some kind of character arc that continues on to destiny 3 which um which episode is the hive episode is it it's the the last one isn't it because it goes vex for the first episode and then scorn and then we go back to hive during uh during final shape so i think she based on what you're saying i think she so she'll be back on the the third episode next year maybe yeah i mean that would make sense i hate this scoring just throwing that out there they're a bunch of chumps dude i was thinking about the other day like the scorn are more like guardians than any other one because they get brought back from the dead right yeah, yeah, the um that strike was the only one that made sense to be keep playing over and over because the enemies kept rezzing themselves mm-hmm. again. Do you uh do you think next season's dungeon's gonna be scorn? God. <sighs> I'm hoping it's either Dreaming City or Europa, but I'm hoping not. Although that would make the dungeon incredibly difficult, which would be fun. But because could you imagine like each like wave of enemies has one of each flavor captain? So you have one guy who's dropping immunity totems, another guy who's dropping the the vacuum totems and another guy who's just throwing fireballs at everyone. Like it'd be a nightmare. It'd be a it'd be a fun nightmare. But I would very much dislike that. It's it's time for another Taken dungeon. I think it's Vex huh. Vex time maybe. I'm feeling Vexy. We just wasn't that the last one? Spire? No, it's Hive. Well, no, no, but before that one, it was Hive, oh. and then Spire was before that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess it was. I guess you're right. It's not gonna. So be yeah, Vex. Taken would make sense. Um, Fallen are our friends, not food. Um. 
I'd, I'd do a Taken Dungeon. We haven't had one since Prophecy, huh? Oh, no. Duality? No. Yeah. Yeah, Prophecy. Mm-hmm. I'm down with Taken. Question two. What is your history slash relationship with D&D? Uh, no history. I know it exists. Um, never even flirted with D&D. But just like it's something that intrigues me. I'll get into it. So I kind of grew up pretty religious household. D&D, you might as well have had the Ouija boards out summoning Satan (laughs) uh, if you discuss D&D. But I know I have several friends that played. My brother-in-law is pretty into it. Uh, my wife used to play, so I think that we're going to try to get a game going. Actually, we discussed, uh, one of my wife's friends, a girl she went to college with, with actually had some stuff published by like, like her player's guide was like, it was published by D and D like whatever company does it. Uh, is it wizards of the coast? Or is that? I'm pretty sure. So it's like an official book type thing. So we did buy that. And I talked to my brother-in-law, who's pretty familiar. We talked about maybe trying to do one over Discord, like maybe every other week or something. So if we do that, I'll bring it up on here where you can watch us. But just know, we don't know what the heck we're doing and we're going to suck. But that's something you'd be into. Let us know. Question three. Will you guys do a Mount Rushmore of Halloween candy on the Halloween episode? (laughs) I'm down with that. Okay. Now, the question is... (laughs) First seed is going to be candy corn. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know I can get it in the fourth round now. I mean, nobody else is going to be coming for the candy corn so you know we got it i can't get it to focus here but we got the we got nobody wants it to we got the two and a half pound bag here so uh but yeah we'll come up with something i'm sure i know what number one's gonna be um number one pick it's gonna be reesey reesey cup of some sort isn't it Yeah, unless like Chad comes up with something that's only like out there in California. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already thinking of stuff that you'll you don't know what it is again, because I, I don't care. All right, what's the next one, Jared? Uh, number four, Halloween sticking up. If you could go as any Disney character in a Hollywood quality costume and makeup, what would you choose? See, here's my thing. If it's with, if it's like us three hanging out, mm-hmm. I would choose Shax because I'm the smallest, so it'd be funny mm. to have the smallest <laughs> dude be Shax. That would make me yeah. laugh. Um. Otherwise, I think I got the hair to make a crow work. Okay. I think I, yeah. could, I, think I could do it. Yeah. And that way I could get, you know, people walking at me and wanting to kick me in the shins and stuff like that. Not that yeah. not that I like that for any reason, but you know, it's it's just a general reaction people have when they look at Crow. 
or uh, taking a lead from uh, from Mr. Dada Wado himself, the Exo Stranger. <laughs> I think I could <laughs> fill out her pants. I think I can make that work. You sure fill out something. Um, That'd be title. <laughs> title? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she has like actually. the big feather thing on the back. Like actually, her war form, not her cutscene. Callus. Okay. Callus. Yeah. Now we talking witness callus or are we talking OG Leviathan callus? Leviathan callus on okay. the like the hammock. The throne one? Yeah, with the chalice. Yeah, that's just, the best callus. Just mm-hmm. drinking my purple drink out of the chalice. Can make you a float. We can get one of those rascals and, and make a, a moving <laughs> throne and just I'd be, I'd be an arm car. I think that'd be the coolest. Like if I got that real like arm car costume, that'd be cool. That could be anything. A dragon. Well, but their whole thing is the shape shifting. Yeah. But you're talking like last wish form, arm car. Yeah. Okay. I I really thought true form maybe. I really thought one of you would choose Saint fourteen. I went more the funny route. The, yeah, Sorry. the armor set for Saint Fourteen would be would be the best. It'd be it'd be crazy. If I could keep it, that might be a good option. Because if you go Shax, you never take the helmet off again. So I don't. Yeah. It'd be hard to go through day to day life. Yeah, but you'd have a lot of good. You could do a lot of good like horn puns. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah. <laughs> that that you always have that, and I believe <clears throat> that takes us to number time. Pick a number oh. between one and a hundred. Uh, I need to get this pulled up on. So the way we do this, we pick a number between one and a hundred uh, on the Twitch stream. I always bring it over just for the sake of uh, just keeping everybody honest on everything. You know what I mean. So uh, on the third roll is the number. So uh, you guys pick first. Number between 1 and 100. Uh, 33. 52. My number is going to be 87. First roll. Second roll. Third roll, 60. And finally, you <sighs> got a high number. 60 is the number if you hit 60. Congratulations. Uh, oh, I forgot to tell everybody to put it in the chat. That's my bad. Uh, but saying that, follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. And a spongy friend request. Thank you for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. I'm going to let these other two guys sign off. Man, the story that's led up to this point uh, in the season is pretty great so if you haven't been able to experience that yourself either go back and watch the YouTube videos or go catch up in game it probably won't take you too long no no this seasonal content will be really fast uh, definitely the 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 story was great uh, we're going to be going through like I said the, this lore book that I'm currently on is going to be two more parts so uh, be excited to finish that off for the next two weeks as always Go Cats. Love you guys.